Mums with Hustle podcast, episode 50. Woo! Welcome to the Mums with Hustle podcast, where you'll discover everyday mum entrepreneurs killing it in their industry. Learn the secrets you can replicate to create your own success with your host, Tracy Harris. Hey, biz mums. This is one really inspiring interview for anyone that wants to get their creative juices flowing or for those that perhaps need to kick up the bum when it comes to getting stuff done and for those looking to learn about fabric production and finding your unique edge in your industry. My guest for this episode has experienced massive success so far. She is a textiles designer whose work is highly sought after amongst the indie children's clothing market, designing fabrics and collections for some really large labels, such as Alfie Children's Apparel, Kapow Kids, Goosebumps Boutique Bedding, Kippens, who we've had on the podcast before, Cotton On Kids, Target Australia, you name it. She has kicked some serious goals, this girl. Okay, so her work ethic is beyond and her attitude is made of the stuff that all successful entrepreneurs display, including the fact that she is super humble. But what I love most about getting to know this biz mum uh, was, of course, her strong value system and her worldview. She credits her business success to confidence and kindness both of which are free and totally things that we value here at Mums with Hustle. Before we get into the podcast, I need to take a moment to tell you about today's official sponsor of the Mums with Hustle podcast. The Luxurious Women's Summit was founded by Lucia Hiscock, and it is all about giving women the confidence to create and live their version of a luxurious life. So starting today from the 12th of September and going for the next 10 days, you can join this Luxurious Women's Summit for free. In it, you'll be able to listen and watch 20 amazing, inspiring and successful women from around the world in the areas of fashion, money, business, mindset, health and nutrition, all giving you tips and strategies to help you create your own version of your most luxurious life. And... Yeah, it's free. How awesome is that? All you have to do to attend is sign up now at mumswithhustle.com slash luxury. I'm going to pop that link in the show notes too, as well as a link to the Luxurious Women's Summit official Facebook group. Check it out. Okay, so now it's time for you to meet my awesome guest. Let's get into it. Ellie Whitaker is the real deal. Now, she's a successful textiles designer and a mum of four. Yes, I know, right? Serious hustler. Ellie creates patterns that are filled with wonder and colour and all the things that kids just love. Now, personally, I have loved getting to know this biz mum behind the scenes, and I know that she has got a ton of wisdom and some truth bombs to share with us here on the podcast. So I'm not going to say too much else other than just a massive, massive welcome to the podcast, Ellie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honour. Woohoo! It's great to have you here and thank you so much for giving up some of your precious time to chat to us and teach back to us hustlers. Um, I wanted to start just by giving you the opportunity to introduce yourself a little bit more to us and to tell us about your beautiful big family and, of course, your business. 
No worries. Well, I am a full-time mama. I stay at home with my two boys and my two girls. I've got Tyrion and Demaeus and Josanna and Jemima, and they are five, four, three, and almost two. Uh, we live on the beautiful Gold Coast, and I am a textile designer. So um, people may call me a graphic designer or a surface pattern designer, but basically I design patterns that could be printed on anything, um, bags, wallpaper, shoes, or notebooks, but it's kids' clothing that I'm really super passionate about and especially for um, Australian small – I'm going to put that in inverted commas – small businesses because I really think that one day these guys will be the big businesses of yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah. So that's my wow. very specific niche is Australian kids' clothing. Okay. Well, that's really cool. So I can imagine that with that you can really get creative and collaborate with these small businesses to find their unique edge when it comes to the prints and the patterns that they're using in their wares. I think that is so cool. It's so much fun. I mean, most of them already have their own unique edge, um, but it's really exciting when they come to me because they want something really unique and we can um, dream big because I think Australia is yeah. doing some of the coolest stuff in the world. So it's it's really exciting. Yes. Well, go go team Aussie, I say. All right. So Ellie, what made you want to start having your own business to begin with? And if you can walk us through your startup journey from idea to launch, because honestly, looking into your background, um, you seem to just have the stuff that successful entrepreneurs have. And I really want you to share that process with us if you can. Absolutely. I think seam is probably the, um, the key word there because it's actually, you know, when you look at a business and you think, oh, they're, you know, they've become a success, whatever that might be. Um, you, you think it's been a, a fast journey, but for me, it's probably been um, about six years. Well, obviously, since I had my son, he's almost six, um, that I've been staying at home with him and, and trying to figure out, I guess, what my voice is as an artist and how I can use that. So, um, I graduated from my master's in, visual art and then um, had my son straight away. So I was intending on working in graphic design because it was something that I'd, you know, seen on Seek and I thought I want to be an artist but I would like to help make a living and contribute. So graphic design seems like a way to do that. Um, so as soon as I had him though, obviously I couldn't work full time. So I was doing a little bit on the side business cards um, and logos and that kind of thing, but I wasn't super passionate about it. And I think that it showed I <laughs> was it, they weren't fantastic. Um, but I was also still learning a lot of my digital skills. So, um, I then moved into illustrating, which was, um, really fun. I was doing portraits for people and selling those on Etsy. So about that time, I discovered a site called Spoonflower, which is an, uh, print on demand site in the US. And you basically choose the design that you want to print and you choose the fabric and then that's sent to you. So, Somebody, um, when they mentioned that to me, I, I had a light bulb moment and I went, that's what I'd love to do. Uh, but I absolutely had no idea how to do it. So I Googled a lot of tutorials and downloaded some course materials from online courses and um, set about trying to figure out how to make a repeat, which is an art in itself. Um, so I printed off my first fabric. I had it sent to me and I was absolutely hooked. I was so in love with um, seeing my 2D designs in 3D. Uh, so also around that time, I had a friend of a friend kind of say, oh, I know somebody who can do fabric because I put that fabric on Instagram. And so it was assumed that I knew what I was doing. And she asked if I would create a fabric collection for her. So that was really my foot in the door and um, a real introduction to creating fabrics for me uh, for clients. And I was absolutely just smitten with fabric design. Um, so I did a lot of designs for myself. I just kept making fabrics and making clothes for my kids. Um, and then all the while I was posting on Instagram, um, but also really upping my skills, teaching myself more about different styles and techniques. And um, 
that was about two years ago. So since that time, I've been contacted by some really gorgeous companies saying, would you design something unique for me? Um, because the thing that I found was that there were a lot of companies, um, because I was getting to know at the same time the Australian kids' clothing industry, and I realised that at the same time there were a lot of companies using similar fabrics and similar designs. Mm. And I thought it would be, uh, one, I think that it, it's really exciting to set your business apart with different fabrics, but also a lot of these designs were coming from overseas. So they had American motifs like uh, Indians and American sayings and um, or Scandinavian kind of animals and and nature um, motifs. So I thought it would be really cool if we could just celebrate, you know, what it is that makes us Australian. Um, so having lived overseas in Europe and America, I decided that I would create some really on-trend, I guess, designs that had Australian elements to them and see how they went. And um, I'm just super fortunate and really blessed that a lot of people took those fabrics up and it kind of has snowballed from there with people contacting me saying, could you please design me something like that? So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at now. That is incredible. And can I just ask you, was Instagram your main social media platform for marketing your biz in those early days? Absolutely. It's, oh, it's always been Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Instagram has your heart. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, do, I do post on Facebook, but I like a lot of the mums. It's just from Instagram basically. Yeah. Um, but the hashtags have been everything for me really. I was going to ask you, yeah, have you found like some real specific hashtags where your ideal clients kind of hang out? Yeah, a lot of people actually tag Spoonflower when they use their fabrics. Um, okay. So I would go through that hashtag and kind of say, you know, not in a um, in a in a really kind way, say, I love I love the designs that you're doing. If I meant it genuinely, um, and just so you know, I have these fabrics. And sometimes they wouldn't reply, and sometimes they'd be like, Oh my goodness, I didn't know there was somebody in Australia doing this kind of thing. So yes. um, that's been a big one for me, really. Oh, I love it. So looking inside hashtags where you know your ideal client kind of browses or posts and getting in there and, and hustling, really. Like yeah, commenting, absolutely. being genuine and letting them know that you exist. Absolutely. In a really genuine way. I don't like, yeah. 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 None of those, awesome, you should check me out. Kind yeah, of no, goodness me. <laughs> I get yeah. those posts and I'm like. That's I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So there's a good tip, people. Find the hashtags that you know your audience is using and get in there and, and hustle, but be genuine. Okay. So I just have to cut to the chase here and ask you how it is that you are managing such a successful business with four children at your feet and none of them have actually ever gone to daycare. I love that, you know, you are this play at home mum that you call yourself. Um, can you pretty, pretty please share how you're doing this with us? Look, it's probably, I'm always good to um, keep it real because yeah. it's the seams again. It probably seems like I'm, I'm keeping everything in balance, but it really is a juggling act. There's always a ball on the floor, you know. Um, so I, I don't believe that there's a right way to do this thing. I've heard so many of your mums come and say that they struggle with juggling the kids at home and I've heard others say, um, that they, they send them to daycare and they feel so guilty. So uh, yeah. there's not a right way to do this. And I, my kids definitely suffer sometimes because they're at home with me. But, um, look, we have a beautiful neighbor next door. She's our adopted grandmother. And if I need to, like, for example, right now, <laughs> she's looking after some kids for me. So I guess it's the kind of village that people used to have, um, supporting them that we have established in our little neighborhood. But, um, my husband's also amazing. He'll take the kids for half a day on the weekend, but I probably do have. Have, um, between like 25, 30, 35 hours a week 
of work to do. So the majority of that gets done at, at nighttime. Like most of your mummers, I drink a lot of coffee and then 7.15 comes or 7 o'clock, the kids are in bed at 7 and I just run to the computer and sit there until the next day after midnight usually. So that's how I get things done. Wow. Have you always been a night person? Because I'm not. And to like, I know so many of the mums with hustle, they, they're doing the late night hustle thing, but I seriously, I just can't like after eight o'clock, my brain is mush and <laughs> I couldn't even really plan a social media post really after that time. Um, so have you always, is this just your natural kind of clock, body clock that, that works for you? Or have you kind of got tips on how we can become night owls? Oh, no, this is such a good question because I, I see all these beautiful mummies who are pregnant and having babies or have very young children and they say to me, I want to do what you're doing, uh, you know, how yeah. do you do it? But you are pregnant or you have small children or you have young babies and that's a really hard time to stay awake late at night. Um, so my youngest child is now almost two and she sleeps through the night, which is amazing. I didn't sleep through the night for about four years. So I've got a whole renewed energy just from having oh, a I child bet. who sleeps all night. <laughs> Yeah, so, funny, funny yeah. that. That feeling is the best when they finally oh. do that. It's like, oh, I could just seriously conquer the world now because I've had like six hours of straight sleep. <laughs> exactly. And it's even, yeah. you know, it's that straight sleep that's really good. And and I didn't drink a lot of coffee in the past. So I would say that um, now that my kid sleeps through and I can drink um, a lot of coffee and now that I really have a lot of, I find a lot of joy and purpose in what I'm doing and I'm definitely seeing some rewards, that kind of motivates me to stay up late okay. even if it's my favourite. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that because something you've touched on there is that there's certainly seasons in your business. And I look at myself now. Yeah. And it's actually true. I am pregnant. I need to, yes. I, I definitely don't feel guilty about going to bed at 8.30 or 9 o'clock um, like a nana. I'm, I love that. But, you know, I know that's just the season that I'm in. My body needs that amount of sleep. So I just surrender to that and the rest just works itself out. Um, but there will, yeah, there will come a time where the kitties sleep through and all of that. And then you, then you readjust and then you're in a new season and, and you kind of make do with that. But yeah. So thank you. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> yeah. Go easy on yourself. <laughs> yes. And if coffee helps, have some of that because yes. it's delicious. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So branding is absolutely crucial to any business. Can you talk us through how you created such a strong brand for yourself, Ellie? Um, and what are your top tips for us wanting to create outstanding brands for ourselves? It's funny that you ask that because actually I rang my um, now agent a while ago and I said, I just don't feel like I have a strong brand. And she's like, are you kidding me? Everything is so cohesive. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, it um, is. And I, and I put this question in here because when we look at like your social media presence and then go over to the website, it is, it is so cohesive. So it, it's nice. You're so humble. It's nice to know that you still like have that in the back of your mind as as something that you could improve on. Oh, absolutely. I think most artists are always trying to establish their style. And for a long time, I didn't really have one of those, but it is super key to what I do because people obviously come to me because they know that I can do things in a certain way. So it does need to be really clear to people how I do things. Um, but I think really the key to that is just trying to figure out what it is that I do, what it is that I love, and then leaning into that because 
Um, and then it's really not difficult. I just make everything very me and um, very much the things that I enjoy. And so everything looks the same. And that's also attracted a lot of people who love what I do and love the same things that I do. Um, so the brand just keeps getting stronger and stronger by people who ask for that kind of work um, and support that kind of work. And I keep making more of it. So it's kind of a, a chicken and the egg, which came first. It's a snowball effect of people loving what I do and me doing more of it and vice versa. So, yeah. That's how I create, I guess, a cohesive brand. Yeah. And I like what you said about putting your your brand really is you. And so in that, then you're kind of attracting people that are like you. So you, then you know how to find those people, you know their interests, you know how to speak in their language and you just you just be authentically you. Absolutely. In, in the start, I wanted to design things that people were already using, things that were similar to what people were using, but yeah. it wasn't really wasn't really me. And I guess if I was somebody who just loved drawing hamburgers 24-7 and posted that on Instagram all the time, I'd get all the world's hamburger fanatics and we'd all be happy. So I just um, post what I love and I get people who love that. So And we're all very happy. Yes, I love that. And, you know, just a little side story, just Last weekend, I was chatting with someone and she was showing me her Instagram feed and she was just like, you know, why have I stagnated on on X amount of followers? I haven't had any growth in my following for so long. I'm really proud of the pictures I share and my posts. Yeah. And she was 100% right. Like her content was amazing. Her photos yeah. are ridiculous. Um, and then she showed me, she's like, look at this person. She's doing, you know, exactly what I'm doing and she's got like 45,000. And yeah. I just thought that's working for her because it is her. Yes. It's not working for you because it's maybe not you. Like no, you need to do something else. You can't be emulating what someone else is doing and, and expecting that to work for you. No, and that's hard work. It's really easy to be yourself. That's what you know. Yes. So, yeah, and on that note, it is really, it's really hard because you do get caught up in the numbers and who's following me. But when I go through my followers list, I've got people who – I really respect and really love and they love my work. So it's, it is easy to get caught up in the numbers game, but I'm just so happy with my list of followers that I don't, you know, I'm not caught up in that. Um, just trying to attract really genuine yeah. and really passionate followers. Yeah. And they're the ones that are going to click the link in your bio and come over to your site and want to work with you. Like yeah, the definitely. real ones. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, creativity is absolutely key to being successful in your field in particular. Um, how have you overcome overwhelm and how do you keep that creative spark fired up? Oh, I don't have a problem keeping the creative spark fired. I think like most of the mummers, I probably have a thousand ideas and like yeah. five minutes. <laughs> Hashtag entrepreneur problems. Exactly. Just not enough time to do them in, you know, five hours a night just apparently isn't enough. Um, no. So that's not a problem for me at all. And there are so many inspiring businesses out there, especially in Australia, that I'm constantly inspired and have great ideas. Well, I think they're great anyway. We'll see. <laughs> but um, overwhelm is definitely a real thing. Um, so I've become really good at, as I said, I have a lot of things that I want to do and so little time to do it in. So I really try and there's a few things I do. I really try and prioritize. I've got a good to-do list. And even if I really, really, really want to draw a picture of snakes, for example, that just has to wait for six weeks until I get through the important things. Um, I'm a really serious, crazy boss to myself. As you said, I have four kids and yeah. they're the priority and I can't, you know, if I've got some time on my own, I'm not going to waste that because it means somebody else is looking after the kids or they're being entertained by, you know, a piece of Play-Doh. So I really need to hustle in that time. Um, I also give myself 
a physical prompt to make myself get started with my work. So even if my mind is screaming at me, lie down on the carpet or, you know, (laughs) go have a shower, I make sure that I walk my bottom to my chair and I sit down because once I've done that physical prompt and really gotten stuck into it, uh, my head goes there as well. Um, And I guess um, I just work work when I can without the children around and that distraction Um, because – but then to try and appreciate as well that I do only have five hours a day and not to push myself because the kids are only going to be small once. Um, They're not going to be running around with Play-Doh. I'll I'll miss them being at my kitchen bench but also – Uh, on the flip side to recognize that everything that I'm doing right now is so that I can be present with them when they're a bit older. Um, I can be at athletics carnivals and all of that. So not to be so hard on myself for missing out on them, um, but to try and keep that balance between the guilt and, um, yeah, really encouraging myself. Oh, you're so disciplined. I love it. You are. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love that you have the to-do list. I am all for that. And, you know, I think so many of us, because we do just want to do all of the things all of the time, like we do tend to overplan, and sometimes yep. our to- to-do list is even just too long. Like it's and then it's it's so crap when you look at the list and you haven't done it all. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> you can get in that mindset. Like you start focusing on the things you didn't achieve rather than the things that you did achieve. So um, I, I love that. I love that you're a planner and that you just kind of sit there and hustle and you've got things that switch you into work mode. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes it's good to put in that to-do list uh, things that you've already done, including things that you've done with the kids or during your day that were just really good and not work-related so you know that you are achieving things, even if it's not everything. Oh, yeah. The other day my my list had things like go down and enroll – um, Mr. Two in childcare. And like, that took ages, like go yeah. to the post office and post these, these things off that took another half an hour. So like, I think you need to, you do need to be realistic in what you're planning for yourself so that you can experience success at the end of the day. Do not over plan. That's like, yes. yeah. Definite give, yourself to- a, give yourself a tick. So that you can yeah. feel like you, you did that. <laughs> yes. Oh, well I was doing neat ticks and then my husband saw me. He's like, what's with the neat tick? He's like, draw a line through that stuff. Like, get aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) Scribble it out. Yeah. (laughs) I I was like, yay. Okay. So yeah, now I draw a line through it. There you go. That's a great idea. (laughs) All right. So um, I'm sure, you know, many biz babes listening to this podcast would be really interested to hear in how, where, and who you contact to get your own fabrics made. Um, and I know you're a very honest person and you love to give back. So I'm just excited that you're going to share these answers with us now. Uh, Ellie, can you share your array of knowledge with us when it comes to, you know, all the practicalities of, of making your own fabric? Absolutely. I'm probably honest to a fault. I'm happy to share everything. (laughs) I love an abundance (laughs) mindset. That's what we're about here at Mums with Hustle. So exactly. There's no limit. No, no, go for it. So um, there are quite a lot of companies, obviously, that you can Google um, worldwide who do printing, um, but in Australia as well, if you just Google um, textile, uh, digital fabric printing is probably the best thing to Google. Um, You'll have quite a few results come up. Um, I currently work with a company in Melbourne called Next State. They're in Abbotsford. And um, I can just say that Shoal, who runs the business there, is an absolute customer service goddess, and she completely knows what she's doing. She does um, workshops for some of the big companies in Australia, teaching them about uh, textiles and digital printing. So she's just a genius, and I highly recommend. So that's the next state in Abbotsford. 
Um, and of course, you can uh, always post on Spoonflower if you know how to upload your own designs or work with a designer because Spoonflower does have an offering of more um, more options in terms of synthetic fibers. Um, they even do like suede or minky and some of those more kind of interesting textiles. That being said, Next Date is going to be branching out into that soon. So um, I'm not only plugging Next Date because um, they're the only one that I know, but they are just fantastic at, at customer service. Um, so yeah, just doing a, a Google is the best way to go about it, but there are other ways that you can have your fabric printed and I'm going to be giving um, the lovely listeners a resource with some of that information in it. Ah, winning. Okay, so keep listening, lovely ladies, because there's something cool um, that Ellie's going to share with us very, very soon. Okay, so um, obviously approaching larger companies can be like a really daunting thing if you're feeling like, you know, a small fish in a really big pond. And sometimes, yeah, yeah sometimes we can just sit around waiting for people to notice us, but really we need to be proactive if we want, if we want to get our businesses out there. So um, what are you... What can you tell us about how you have gone about creating relationships with some of your larger clients? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm just as nervous about anybody as anybody about emailing people or, or putting myself out there. Um, and I think with each, you know, fabric that's um, that people turn into something, or each tag that I get on Instagram, um, I get a few new followers and a bit more confidence myself that you know people do like the designs that I'm doing. Um, and one of the big keys for me is to being to recognise that I have a service that's of value. People actually need a textile designer, just like they need a website developer or they need something yeah. in PR. So I think recognizing that I have something that people want, you know, they're going to be looking for these people. So I, um, in the early days, I was um, emailing businesses that I thought would be a really good match and that I really loved um, their company. And I just say, Hey, I really love what you're doing. Um, would you have a look at my designs? And finally, one of my very first clients, I emailed her and didn't hear anything back. And then a year later, I thought, I really love them. I really wish they'd work with me. So I emailed her again and she said, I've just been looking for a textile designer. I wish I knew about you. And I thought, I emailed you a year ago. And she said, she yeah. never got it. <laughs> oh, see? So, oh my goodness. Know, yeah, exactly. People don't always get those emails or they're yeah. just having a busy day and they skip through it. So I guess being persistent um, with people that you really love and would be a great fit, um, then they might recognize that as well. Um, I also have applied for, I once applied for a job that was a really big job for a really big company, um, thinking, oh, they, they won't want me. And they end up asking for me to freelance. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't recognize the skills that I had, but I put it out there and then mm. they, they saw that value even more than me and asked me to freelance. So, um, and also another large company, um, I was in down in Melbourne and I, called them and this took a lot of like <laughs> pumping myself up beforehand but I called them and I said hi I'm in Melbourne and I would love to come and meet with you because I do x y and z and here's my website I know this is really random but would you like to see me and she went yeah sure so <laughs> that was very scary for me but as I said it's a value that you're giving other people and it's a service that you can provide and people are happy to hear that they can take it or leave it so um, I think that for me, it's really been confidence in knowing that I have nothing to lose. I really don't. Um, you know, I'm not trying to have a full-time job right now. I'm working with my kids. Um, and also that I have um, a really strong, I guess, as you said, brand, even though it's hard for me to believe it, I have to tell myself I have a strong brand and something to offer. And I also, you know, then there's always the risk or possibility that they'll say yes. So if you yes. can think about those things, then um, it, it makes it that little bit less scary. 
Oh, I love it. So many confidence tips in there. You know, what what did you do to, you know, get the gusto to actually call this big client that you just spoke about? Like, do you have like a power song or a mantra or <laughs> I a power pose that you stand in before you, you know, get your serious hustle on? Like what flips the switch from like lacking confidence to suddenly I've got this mode? Uh, so funny. Do you know what? I think it's my husband. I have a husband who's not in the industry. You know, we can get so caught up in like, oh, but this person has this many followers on Instagram. You don't understand. Yeah. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Just call them. It's a person. And <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think I spoke to him and he was kind of like, it's a small person in a big company. It's still a person. You know, you're still talking to a person. So and that really helped. And he psyched me up. And then I just, I didn't and myself up really. I just called them straight away before I could yes. get too scared. So Yes, that is the thing. I always say strike when you're feeling brave. Like if there is like just a one minute window where, where suddenly you think something is slightly less daunting than it was yesterday, like that's when you have to actually do it. Like just call. Absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah. I, had to call a ba- I had to call a babysitter over to do it. So there was a little bit of lead time. <laughs> I said, I'm going outside. I'm going to make this call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. good on you. Okay. So good things come from being brave. Yeah. And we're all like, we all kind of pack it at some stage, like when we're hustling for our businesses or you need to really believe and back yourselves. Like it doesn't matter how much you have done in your business. We always feel like I don't know. We always feel like it's hard. Like we always get that nervous feeling, but we still do it anyway. Absolutely. And I think one of the hardest things when you are your brand, like I am, is it can feel like a personal rejection. Um, Mm. But I think the more no's that I've gotten or the more just non-response that I've gotten, the more confident I've been because I'm like, oh, this, this happens all the time. People say no, they're too busy or, you know, so you do have to go through that, that pain, unfortunately, to learn that it's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, yes, we need to get comfortable with the whole rejection thing, don't we? And sometimes we're just not for everyone or the time's not right and that's cool. But Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes we are the go-to for other people. So, yes, yeah. we don't want to serve everyone. We're not there for everyone. We're just there for our, our target audience. Okay. okay. Ellie, you've like answered so many questions <laughs> and so succinctly, so beautiful. Thank you so much. I will, I'm going to wrap things up with you now. Um, and But I just want to give you the opportunity to tell us, you know, what's coming up for you. You're always working on something. Um, so, you know, the floor is yours. Tell us what's happening and also let us know where we can find you. Oh, there's always something happening. Unfortunately, in this business, you can't really say a lot about what's going on because um, obviously the makers like to keep it a surprise. So I think that I've got some really exciting things happening uh, this year, continuing to do some cool stuff for Australian businesses. Um, but also in 2017, people generally book a textile designer between three and six weeks in advance. So it's really a surprise for me, which is super exciting. I've ticked off a, off a heap of the um, clients that I really wanted to work with this year. So I'm hoping that I, I have some more really cool opportunities in 2017. So on that, I'm offering um, all of the mums with hustle who listen to this podcast, if they want to book um, some textile design services with me in 2017, I'm offering um, 10% off of those services for next year, as long as they book by the end of September. So hopefully that makes it a bit more accessible for people who perhaps have never used a textile designer before or would just like to test me out. I know that that's how it works. So uh, that's something just for the listeners. That is really cool because, you know, now we're sitting in the last quarter of this year and I know that, 
you know, the savvy biz owners out there already looking forward to their plans for next year. So, um, that is a brilliant offer. I'm sure many people want to take that up, getting 10% off your textile design services to even just kickstart the year next year, heading into 2017 with some really unique prints and fabrics. I think that's really cool. Thank you for doing that for us. No, thank you. So all people really have to do, Ellie, to take advantage of that is just mention that they listened to you on the Mums with Hustle podcast. Yep, too easy. Easy peasy. All right, cool. And, you know, you've done just recently quite a bit of of teaching around textiles. Is there, you know, anything? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I I ran a course um, earlier in the year and um, the guys who went to that course were so fantastic and really passionate, but they all said it was so much information for two hours. Could you do something a little bit longer? Um, So I'm really hoping to run some longer workshops in 2017. but that's something that you can keep up to date with on my website or Instagram. But in light of that, I have also made some of the course materials that I used available to the listeners so that they can see um, wow. how to – yeah, so hopefully that will be really a value to people wanting to know either how to get into textile design or where to print their fabrics or even just how to work with a textile designer. So that's for the listeners as well. Well, I'm going to make sure that I definitely link to that as well as, you know, where we can find you on social media. I know you're on Instagram because, you know, it has your heart and Facebook (laughs) and also your website, but also to that um, generous freebie there in terms of information, which is just going to help answer some questions I know that people may have around textiles design. Um, So I'll definitely link to that. So make sure that you take advantage of that, guys, and also the 10% off to work with Ellie for the start of next year. How cool. Thank you you so much for coming on and like keeping it real with us here about what it's like to, you know, be a play at home mum with the four kids and do the business. And and you've been (laughs) so generous in the knowledge that you have shared. You've helped so many people. So thank you so much. Oh, no, I'm so I'm so grateful for the community in the Australian business community. Everybody's been so wonderful to me. So it's the very least I can do. Uh, Well, you know, we look forward to following your biz into the future. I know you are in our Mums with Hustle private Facebook group as well. Absolutely. Um, I'm always happy to answer questions there too. Yes. So we might even, you know, need to get you in there in in some form answering some questions. But people can find you and tag you in their posts if they want to ask you a textile-specific question. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much and you go and have an amazing day and I look forward to chatting with you later in the week via social media. Thanks so much, Tracy. All right. All the best. Bye. You bye. How good is Ellie Whitaker? I seriously love this hustling mum of four. And, you know, one of the best things that I picked up from our chat was the love that she seriously has for her beautiful family and for her business. When you love what you do, it's easy to stay motivated and inspired. So Ellie, if you didn't already pick up, also makes no excuses and she doesn't hold back on sharing her knowledge either. I love that. Okay. So she shared with us that she is 
going to give to anyone in the Mums with Hustle tribe who is interested some of the course materials that she actually teaches when she is teaching textiles design. How generous is that? Now, in addition to some of those course materials that she's just going to freely give to you, um, she has also included an extra page about how you can best manage the designer-client relationship. So all of that is going to be free and accessible to you just via the link that I will place in the show notes that accompanies this podcast. Don't forget her extra promo just for the Mums with Hustle listeners is that Ellie is offering 10% off any of her textile design services if you book during the month of September, but that will be for services starting in January 2017. So that will give you an experience or give you a taste of what it's like to work with a textile textile designer working with Ellie herself and you can save that 10% and have that unique edge for your biz in the new year. Whether it was mindset, productivity, confidence tips, um, how to hustle as a biz mom or the textile design specific stuff, um, that Ellie spoke about, I'm sure you got a ton of value out of this chat. So again, big thank you to Ellie Whitaker for coming on the podcast and sharing her wisdom with us. What a fab guest. Now, at the beginning of this episode, you may have heard that we have this podcast now sponsored. How cool is that? Now, If you want to learn more about how you can have your biz advertised and shared amongst the Mums with Hustle tribe, then I want you to go to mumswithhustle.com slash advertising because you're going to find out about the incredible opportunity that awaits you there. I just love serving my audience with the best that other biz mums have to offer. And so that that is what this advertising package is all about. So if you've got an awesome biz or product that our tribe of lovely hustlers needs to know about, head to mumswithhustle.com slash advertising and check it out. Okay, ladies, I'm going to love you and leave you and I look forward to connecting with you this week on social media. As usual, you can find me hanging out on Instagram at mumswithhustle or on Facebook at Mums with Hustle, or why not, if you're not not already a part of it, join our private Facebook group called the Mums with Hustle Biz Club. So come along in there and, you know, get amongst the community vibes of some savvy hustlers, ask your questions, add value to the group and make some great relationships. Until next time, keep hustling. (laughs) 